Welcome back, folks. This is Mark Steiner right here on The Mark Steiner Show on your source for cool jazz and more, WEAA 88.9 FM, the voice of the community. There's a really important event happening this evening uh, that has a lot to do with the issues affecting the communities here in Baltimore and across the state. Uh, the issues that came up during Annapolis in the session, unfinished and those finished and where we can go from here. And we are joined by Adar Ayira, who is the director of programs for the More in the Middle Initiative, with Associated Black Charities, also as a facilitator and analyst at Baltimore Racial Justice Action, a program of fusion partnerships. Adara, good to see you in the house again. And thank you for having me. Always good to have you here on this lovely warm day. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so so why don't you describe first what, this, what the event mm. is that's happening this evening? First of all, I'm really excited about it, Mark. It is our Moving from Protest to Policy, Making Advocacy Count, our 2017 legislative wrap-up. And Associated Black Charities has partnered for this event with University University of Baltimore, the, the College of Public Affairs. We hold this event twice a year, first in the fall before the legislative session so that community members, grassroots organizations, advocacy organizations, establishment advocacy organizations can come and share with the community what issues they will be advocating on in the legislative session. And then in the spring, after the General Assembly, we offer them an opportunity to come back and report out to community members with our legislative wrap-up sessions. So this session this evening is the legislative wrap-up. And who's attending? Wow. Well, let me share the groups who will be presenting. Um, We have... Maryland Consumer Rights Coalition. We have a group called Ready at Five, Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, um, JLTF, Job Opportunities Task Force, Maryland Hunger Solutions, um, Public Justice Center are some of the groups who will come. And they are going to be talking about the successes that that their issues have had in Annapolis, as well as the setbacks, as well as how we need to strategize for the upcoming session. So is there a sense of what the general sense of what the failure or success was in this session for people? I mean, what I mean, the bail bonds thing to me was really interesting in terms of the, mm. there was an intense battle. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is the part of the show where it's almost like the preview movie, mm-hmm. right? Right, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> because um, we are going to have a couple of groups that were involved in in um, advocating for a change to around. LBS, probably in JOTF. Yes, in JOTF. These are um, out, out for and justice and, right, and, right. and others. And they are going to talk about that from their perspectives. There was a lot of controversy surrounding that. To, as, to put it as an understatement, yeah. a lot of things happening around that. And that um, particular issue has such resonance in our community because there are so many people who are sitting, not having been convicted of anything, but sitting in jail because they or their families do not have the money to bail them out. So this issue in particular is just an issue that we all need to be clear about because it probably is one of the issues that impacts members of our family or people that we know um, in a variety of, of ways, of negative ways. I mean, one of the things about this particular issue that struck me is we co- we've been covering this issue on this program intensely over the last 24 years. I mean, 
It's been one of the major issues we've pushed and watched how long it took for us to get to this place. And it's always being a push and then push back. Mm-hmm. That the bail bonds, bail bonds industry itself is is a hugely powerful industry um, that uh, is able to lobby members of every caucus, including the Black Caucus, to kind of maneuver people around to their position. And you know, this session made me think of that. Even though there was the advancement of ending money bail did not happen, at least in the end, you saw Mike Miller, excuse me, Mike Bush, Speaker of the House. Uh, stand up and go, I'm not letting this out of committee, and killed the bail bonds bill, which was the only bill that passed the Senate. And they killed the other bills to regulate or end bail bonds, a bit of cash bail. They passed the bail bonds industry's bill, moved to the House, and then Speaker Bush said he actually killed it. If he hadn't done that, Right. And and this for me is one of the reasons, the primary reasons that we have moving from protest to policy, because this is a perfect example of how individuals from the community can impact public policy. None of these groups have the resources that the lobbyists do. And yet they were able to stand up and impact change. And that is something that any citizen working in collaboration and coalition can do. If, if, if citizenry and organizations could do it on this powerful industry, mm-hmm. then we can use that as an example of how we have the power to shape policy. And coming to this event, Mark, this Um, will show us how. So it's not just about hearing about the successes or the setbacks. It is also about taking the lessons of how we, if we join policy battles, we can be involved in the fight to create more equitable policies for our communities. Tonight you'll have two of the people, Karen York uh, and Davon Love, who were Karen York of the JOTF and Mm -hmm. and, and Davon Love from LBS, who were really the mainstays, they, they were the key to this battle. They were there every day kind of pushing this and fighting for this tooth and nail. Yes, and they they both, I believe, will be at the event tonight. Right. Yeah, it, um, Karen will. I just saw her, and she's definitely coming. Um, and there will be a representative from LBS. I'm not sure whether it's going to be Davon, but it will be representatives from LBS who joined him um, in leading the fight. I hope it's Davon just because he was just. I know. It was amazing how watching. This is a total digression, but watching Davon Love over the last several years become a very effective lobbyist Mm -hmm. in Annapolis, fighting for justice out of Baltimore has been really amazing to watch. Not that it couldn't have happened, but just watching that blossom into what. He's mm-hmm. actually done, which is mm-hmm. and and again, that is I mean, and this is all on Davon. He's he's just a brilliant individual, but it also shows what happens when we invest in people from Baltimore. Yeah. When we invest in the grassroots, right? We get the Davon loves. It is when we disinvest. Can you imagine if Davon did not have opportunity to grow into his sense of self, or Adam, or Lawrence, or any of the brilliant people there. So, you know, it, it it's about the the legislation. It is about the advocacy, but it's also about what happens when we invest in each other. 
So we're expecting um, about 100 or so people, but between 70 to 100, I'm thinking, um, those are the people who have registered. We all hope they will come, and registrations are open. You still can go and register, but we would love to see you there because not only will people hear presentations, but they will also have an opportunity to talk more to the presenters in private conversations. Where is it again tonight? It is going to be um, at the University of Baltimore Merrick School of Business, and that is at 11 West Mount Royal Avenue. So doors will open at 6 o'clock, and the event will start at 6.30, or or 6.30-ish. 6.30-ish. <laughs> the ish is important. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> so what are the other issues going to be and, and that you plan on kind of mm. that will be there? Well, the, the, the $15 an hour minimum wage was also big. So um, we have some groups that will be talking about that. There are some um, reports back from um, health care. That is also on the menu. Um, I think a couple of things about education. So all of the big ticket and some of the smaller ticket pieces of legislation uh, will be on for report back. And then we have questions from audience members who may want to know more about the policy process or the legislative process or just how they can become involved. The other thing that we see happen at these events is it is a great opportunity for community members who are unconnected to any of these issues to become connected through their meeting those presenters or meeting just other people in an audience who are also working on these types of issues. So some of these issues have been really hard to get through. I mean, the the, uh, the $15 an hour minimum wage, mm-hmm. and we saw that even in the city of Baltimore, where we thought that it was a slam dunk done deal. Mm-hmm. The majority of the city council wanted it. Almost all mayoral candidates said that they were behind it. Mm-hmm. And then it was vetoed, and they couldn't override it because of the number of votes and who backed away. So, I mean, how do you talk about that in terms of what strategies are to change that? Mm. So there is always the the backstory behind what we hear, right? And the backstory is always a, a process of um, legislation really growing roots and and really taking off. So I, I think that we will be able at the event at moving from protest to policy to talk more about that backstory. Who was it who advocated for this? Would community members really? benefit and gain from it. I mean, when you say $15 an hour minimum, it sounds great, but what is the other side of that? If there is another side of that, it is those issues that we will get to explore in some detail. So are these workshops happening tonight, or are you actually just, I mean, how's, how's the evening work? So... Um, people will come in and they will register. So we really want them to go to the registration site and people can go on ABC's website, www.abc-md, like mm. the state of Maryland, .org, and you will be able to register from, that re- from the website. You come on in. The first thing that people will see are tables, and all of our presenting organizations will have a table with literature and where individuals, participants, will be able to talk to the people who are presenting. And then we will move into the auditorium, and each of the groups represented will have 
time to talk about their experience in Annapolis and what happened to um, to that piece of legislation. Um, audience may ask them questions, and then if they have additional questions, they can go and catch the person at their table. And so, Mark, it is just one presenter after another where we talk about what happened. I mean, we just run through it, and so it's presentation, it's question, and then presentation, question, and then again, um, people can pick up literature and have more extended conversations when they connect with the presenters at their individual tables. And to what end? Where does this go? So it goes towards strategy for 2018. Right. Um, The work is not done. And we're not just waiting until the start of the 2018 legislative session. The the work in planning for that begins now. And so connecting with people who are going to be working on those issues, this is the place to start. ABC offers this and UB offers this as an educational forum because our goal is to make policy accessible to community people. A lot of us don't know how to connect in, how to get involved in that network. And we see policy as something happening in the spaces where we're not represented. And the reality is that we have to live with the outcomes of that policy that is passed every single day. There's no area of our life that is not impacted by policy. So we hold these forums to say, become involved, because the people who benefit from our involvement is us and our families. And we don't know of a lot of different spaces around the city where these types of policy, of accessible policy conversations are happening. So when you take issues that say like, which I'm sure will come up tonight, uh, public school funding. Yes. Um, And it's probably a good thing that they're not the thousands being laid off, but they're saying still 300 people are going to be laid off from our city schools, which uh, which is really devastating to the kids in our, in our community. And Baltimore, for lots of complex reasons, race being among the complexity of reasons, um, is always said, you know, we're putting money in this backwater. We're, we're, it's, it's, we're throwing good money after bad. It's just mm-hmm. going down the pit. Just, so so what, so what kind of strategies can people kind of think about and work on when it comes to building coalitions that make people understand the importance of this and how maybe it is connected to other school systems around the state. And not just other school systems, but this is our future workforce that we're talking about. And if the the state and if the city does not have a viable workforce, then there is no reason for businesses to stay here and invest in in the city. So we can connect the dots around these issues because in, in one way, we may just be talking about reduction of funding for schools, right? But there are far-reaching implications of that and implications that actually will become generational. And we need to start to look at those issues, too. So none of these issues are siloed, none of them. And one thing that we can do 
as a community, as a city of people, is to become more cognizant of the ways in which all of these issues connect. And and many, many people are, many people are, but they just lack the, the, um, the forum that they can come together and connect with other people who have the same mindset and are in the same space. So a, a, a legislation around a deficit in funding for our public schools, that connects to the bail bondsman industry and bill, that connects to our health outcomes, that connects to, do you get what I'm saying? Right, right. It, it is all a connection that impacts the economic health and viability of our neighborhoods, of our families, of our community, of our city, of our state. So what, if people come tonight, when the people who do come mm-hmm, tonight who mm-hmm. listen to yeah, this program. Yeah, don't say if. I don't mean if. I'm when, sorry, if, when. If, look, if people want to come to your event, no, no. <laughs> but the people who come tonight yes. who listen to this program, I mean, what do they walk away with? What what? What happens beyond the meeting? So they walk away with connections. They walk away with an expanded network. They walk away knowing what groups are working on what issues that are close to their hearts. And they walk away knowing how to get involved with that. So the goal is not just to come to an event, to listen to what is being said, and then to walk out the door and go on your merry way. The, the goal is to use this event as a springboard for how you want to take action. That is the goal. Because again, the work is not done. We are just beginning on these issues. And these issues are of primary importance to us all. So I was thinking about like, there, there are groups that <clears throat> do a lot of work here in the city. Mm-hmm. One just popped in my head, things like Communities United, mm-hmm. or the No Boundaries Coalition, groups like that, which are really, they're not lobbying groups, they're grassroots organizations that are doing very serious work in the community. Right. So are they there? If they are there, or if they're not there, what, 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 I mean, what's their part in all this? So, and, and listen, let me give a shout out to all of those groups that you've mentioned and say, if they want to be involved, they need to hit me up. You all know my email address, <laughs> you know my number, you know how to find me. Um, a lot of times, some of them, especially um, 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 CU, they will be in the room, but they don't necessarily present because they're had not been at that time in Annapolis, right? But their presence is important because, again, when we know that they're in the room, um, we can acknowledge their presence. We can help people to understand what they're working on, or they can come up and help people to understand that. Our goal is to make the connections of people in the community who care about these issues, who may not necessarily know the options that are available for them getting involved in the policy um, decisions that impact their lives. We want them to be involved. So we want people to connect with us so that those individuals can become connected to groups working on policy 
and groups working in communities. So are these small workshops going on or is it just, is it? Is it, it, is, it is the presentation. It, it's not so much small workshops, but it is all of us struggling together, listening together, um, um, hearing about what has happened, hearing about what needs to happen, and then brainstorming about some strategy. Did you do this every year? We have done this for, I think, the past four years. So in your experience, you've been doing this a while. You've been at mm-hmm. ABC for a while. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Happily so. Right, no, 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 right, um, right, right, yeah. right, right. So, so what have you seen come out of these before? So what, what, let me share the feedback that we've gotten. Sure, sure. Okay, so some of the feedback that we've gotten is that, um, again, people did, community people, right, did not know all of the different groups doing all of these things. Now, they've heard of some of these groups, but they didn't know how to get involved. They didn't think that their voices counted. The other thing is that a lot of times what we hear about are are the work um, of establishment groups, right? We don't hear about some of the smaller groups like Out for Justice or Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle. These groups that are doing an immense amount of work that are influencers, but they are not big like, you know, the ACLUs. You know, we don't hear about them as a matter of course. So we want to highlight the work that they do because those are grassroots groups that are fighting the good fight. We want people to know what their options are again so that they walk out of the room being connected. And that is what we've seen. The people do walk out of the room being connected. They walk out of the room having a better understanding of the, the um, how policy works. We get the beginning and we get the end. Mm-hmm. We don't get the middle. So people can come and learn about what happens in the middle. That it may take years of advocacy before policy goes through, right? And that all of us have to be in the fight, not just for that one battle, but for the years of battle that it may take to get a positive outcome for our communities. Well, that, to many people, is a very frustrating place to be. It is. I I empathize. I feel the same way. I think everybody does. But that's where we are. The other thing, Mark, is that, you know, a lot of people just think that the only option is to go um, to Annapolis or to go to City Hall. Right. Right. But there are so many things that we can do. We can write letters to the editor. We can can organize phone banks to to call policymakers. I mean, we can do educational, you know, what ABC does, we don't lobby, but we do right. educate about the impact and the, the the racially disproportionate impact on vulnerable people. That is our, our space in it. That's our lane, right? So come and find what your lane is. You may not be able to go to Annapolis, but you may be the best person for picking up the phone and actually getting through. You may not want to do phone calls, but you may be a brilliant letter writer. You may not want to write a letter, but you may host an organization that wants to share with people in your community what they are doing. Everybody has a lane. What we're saying is jump in. Folks can do jump in. And how do we jump in? They jump in by going to the ABC um, website to register for the event, and our website is www.abc, as in Associated Black Charities, abc-m 
D, like the state of Maryland, dot O-R-G. And you look for the link from Moving from Protest to Policy, Making Advocacy Count 2017 Legislative Wrap-Up. You just hit the link, you register, and we will be looking for you later tonight. And just walk through the door. That's all you got to do. Walk through the door. And if you don't get to register, just come. Walk through the door. You can just do it there. Sure. The doors open at 6 o'clock, and the event starts 6.30-ish. Um, I love the age. To, right. Try, try to be real. Uh, um, right, right. 2, 8, 30 this evening, and it is at the University of Baltimore Merrick School of Business at 11 West Mount Royal Avenue, and we want to see you there this evening. Come up and say hi to me, Adar Ayura. Adar Ayura in the house. Always love having Adar on this program. Adar is uh, the director of programs for the More in the Middle Initiative for Associated Black Charities. She's also facilitator and analyst at Baltimore Racial Justice Action, a program of fusion partnerships. Uh, it's always good to have you in the house out here. Thank you so much, and we will see you tonight. I called you a deer instead of a dog. Excuse me, I put your two names together, a dog. <laughs> And <laughs> see, you're you're see, you're gonna mess me up. You're gonna make people think. Mm. That's all right, though. Adar Ayera. Beautiful name. So, folks, I want to thank uh, all of you listening in. Stay tuned. We're gonna take a short break and come right back. I want to remind you, the Mark Steiner Show is brought to you in part by Miku Baltimore's Credit Union, that has been offering a full range of financial services for the last eighty years. Miku Baltimore's Credit Union. Uh, has been helping its community invest and prosper. When you invest in yourself, MeQ invests in you. More information at www.mecu.com. We'll be right back. Show up tonight at Maricall at 6 o'clock. Yes, sharp. Sharp. Sure. <laughs>